We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to another edition of the Budding Heads Podcast, part of Rams Talk Radio and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Steve Barrow, as always, here with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, I think this is a historic pod for us. I don't think we've ever done a morning podcast. I think this is the first time. No, I don't think so either. I've I've done a really early morning podcast with uh, Derek one time, but with you, no. You guys are morning people. I am not. It is 9 a.m. on the East Coast. Uh, I am usually not up at this time on a Sunday. Uh, This is the time Johnny picked. Uh, I gave him the option of 6 a.m. Pacific or 9 a.m., and my man picked 6 a.m. So here we are. I'm a little half asleep here. I've been up for 20 minutes. Uh, And, yeah, you're a morning person, Johnny. How do you do it? Because I just, like... Like, whenever I have children, I just can't imagine my life shifting from waking up at 9.30 to waking up at, like, 5. Well, I mean, to be honest, I, I'm up every day because uh, I, my shift starts at 7 a.m. And, uh, yeah, I go to the gym before I go into work. So, <laughs> I'm usually up, like, around 3.30. Man, built different. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so today's podcast, uh, I'm going away tonight, so we wanted to sneak in a pod before I left since, uh, we won't be back until after the first game of the season. And man, Johnny, let me tell you, I sat down at 9 p.m. East Coast time to watch the Rams Broncos preseason game. And I don't think I have, we've been doing this for five years I don't think I've ever had more regrets about the decisions that have gotten me to this point in my life than sitting on my couch for three hours on a Saturday night watching what has to be the worst football game I have ever seen in my life. This was, I mean, we have been watching the Rams 
it's it's been a different preseason because they've been playing a lot of quote unquote starters who might not be starters on other teams. Uh, and this week we just straight up saw the backups. Uh, and oh my god, if if ninety nine percent of the players that played in this game didn't make the team, I don't think I'd bat an eye. Yeah, it's um, it's disappointing because. You know, it's one thing for because we almost expect the Rams to lose a preseason game. It's been kind of a tradition for years now. And, you know, if they win or if they lose a preseason game, I honestly do not care. But to sit there and get blown out 41 to nothing, it's embarrassing, honestly. <laughs> and um, preseason or not, you. If you're Sean McVay, you got to be at least a little bit embarrassed from this. And uh, it just all sides of the ball looked awful. I, I just, I mean, the funny thing is, uh, Steve was was texting me. Uh, I he didn't know at the time, but uh, I was out with some friends. Um, we went to dinner, and he was telling me how horrible this game was. And I'm like, well, gee, I have I have this to look forward to because I had it recorded. And then, so I couldn't help but look at the score. And at the time, it was like, I think, 27 to nothing. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch this game, you know? Dude, I, as you all know, I usually watch the condensed games before we do the podcast for the preseason. And I will never watch a preseason game live again unless I'm in person for the rest of my life, I think. I mean, this was one of the worst nights of my entire life. I'm being a little dramatic here, but I honestly am like, I don't know how good my takes are going to be about the second half of this game because that first half broke me, man. I walked out of that first half a different man than I entered it. Like, I just couldn't, my eyes were just bleeding. I could not look at the screen and watch Brett Rippon play football in the third quarter like I couldn't do it I tuned a little bit back in when <laughs> Tresser Wynn came in in the fourth uh finally getting some snaps but uh oh oh my god man this was in I don't know this doesn't really matter for the regular season you know but players who played in this game will make the team and some of them might have to play at some point uh, and I'm, I don't, I'm not gonna really feel good about anyone. Who was the MVP of this game? Like, I guess it was Austin Tremel, who was not gonna make the team. <laughs> well, okay, so let's stop bashing the Rams for a second here, uh, even though it's very easy to do so. Let's get all the positives out of the way, yeah, because this is obviously gonna be based on a forty-one to nothing game where we were outgained by over three hundred yards. Uh, this is obviously going to be a negative podcast uh long time listeners know we thrive in negativity so i'm excited to talk about this game but uh let's let's do the 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 positives of this game give me give, give me what you were going to say so so one positive here is if you really look at who actually participated in this game there wasn't a ton of guys that um are going to be at least the direct starters for the, for this team. There were some, don't get me wrong, but um, if you notice, even things like, the, uh, you know, even positions like the offensive line, it was basically bubble guys that were out there. You know, there really wasn't a, a ton of guys that are even going to be direct backups in there. So um, 
that is a positive. Yeah. Um, it it's still not comforting to see, you know, the guys that were out there that, uh, you know, they they're just getting you know blown out by a second string Broncos team. But oh man, um, that's one positive, I suppose. And uh, just to kind of like, because you know, we could start with this to get out of the way, who didn't play in this game? Because unless you were injured, if you didn't play in this game, you've got a locked up roster spot. So I'm going to try and just like skim through this list of relevant guys. Uh, Russ East didn't play. Tutu <laughs> Atwell completes his no play preseason. Uh, Puka Nakua didn't play again. Ben Skoranek didn't play. Um, so that means he's got that locked up. Uh, Jason Taylor didn't play. Is he hurt? Because he didn't play last week either, right? I don't think he did. No. Uh, I I didn't hear anything, but I suppose it's possible. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on with him. Um, that uh, I mean, I'm assuming he's. I don't know because he could he could not make the team, but I he played week one, so. I don't know. I'll be interested to see how that plays out. Jake Hummel and O'Shawn Mathis didn't play. Um, John Johnson didn't play. Uh, Brian Allen didn't play again. Christian Roseboom didn't play. Zach Thomas didn't play. Um, offensive lineman, if you don't know who that is, not the linebacker from the Dolphins. Tremaine Ankrum didn't play. Steve Avila didn't play. Lark Jackson didn't play. Preston Hopkins didn't play again. Kobe Turner, Jonah Williams, um, Bobby Brown, Michael Hoyt. So, yeah, like... A lot of those guys are guys who have played in this preseason because they need the reps. And, you know, to, to varying success, I don't think most of those guys really lit it up. But um, obviously a better preseason than the guys we saw tonight. Any name on there stand out as like, oh, they don't need to look at him again? Like, I mean, Jay Cummel not playing is pretty crazy because I think he's got that locked up. Um, it was a little shocking to see um... – because I think Byron Young wasn't out there, right? No, he didn't play. Um, he didn't play last week, though, either. But they said he was dealing with a little stinger. Oh, okay. So that makes a little more sense then. Yeah. Um, yeah, just there's a lot of guys that... And in a way, I can kind of understand if um, if you're really evaluating guys that are on the bubble. So it would make sense for guys like, uh, uh, say, Tyler Johnson and Demarcus Robinson... Um, because, you know, they're obviously not locks to make the roster. But, again, it, it's a little odd when you don't see, you know, guys like uh, Russ East out there. Um, you know, all, all kinds of different guys that I felt like they shouldn't be locks. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to assume that Jason Taylor hurt or something. Because yeah, that's, that's just bizarre. Him and, like, looking at this list, the guys that seem weird are him and and Zach Thomas, um, and Hummel's not weird because he has kind of had an, he's had a good preseason, so maybe they've seen enough there. Um, because, yeah, like, clearly this game is just to kind of get a look at guys who may or may not make the team. Quentin Lake wasn't on this list. I saw him out on special teams because he did play, but I don't think he actually played. Like, I don't remember seeing him at safety at all. No, I, I, I don't think so either because, uh, yeah, it, there was a lot of guys that I'd never even heard of out there. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I'm being honest. Like, there was a few guys I'm like, who the hell is that? Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, <clears throat> I, I'll, we'll try and tailor this podcast to 
talking about the guys who actually like will may or may not be on the team and not like sit here and roast like random seven stringers who had a bad game. Um, yes. We're roast the guys who are relevant. <laughs> and like, oh my god, I just want to read the box the, the team stats of this game because it's honestly insane. We lost forty-one to nothing. Uh, the Broncos had 33 first downs. We had 11. We had 159 total offensive yards. They had 494. Uh, they nearly, they they literally doubled our yards per play. Like we had 3.4. They had 6.2. Um, 88 yards through the air for the Rams. That's a, that was a real stat. 71 on the ground. So even worse. Um, eight penalties in this game. Two turnovers. Uh Time of possession, Broncos had the ball for 36 minutes. We had it for 23. Uh, like, god damn, man. This is, this is, so, like, should we start with Stetson Bennett? Like, is that where we should start? I think that's where we should start. I feel like that's going to be the, the player that most uh, fans target, so why not? So, last week he had a bad game, and I think we are both in agreement that, like, people calling him a bust already it was an overreaction. And then he turns around and does this. He goes four for nine with 14 yards and two interceptions. Uh, he was sacked once. You know, I'm not going to say that the offensive line was even good while he was out there, but, like, I don't think they were bad enough to make it their fault that he did this. Um, with eight minutes in the, left in the second quarter, Brett Rippon came in. And, he like, he was benched. Right, like they could say whatever the fuck they want in the press conference tomorrow, unless he has a legitimate injury that's going to keep him out of action. This fucking guy was benched in a preseason game, in a game that didn't matter. He was playing so bad that they thought the best course of action for him was to take him out of the game in the middle of the second quarter. Yeah, I I think. Um... I, I think it, it's pretty safe to say he was benched in he a way. He was benched but... in the last preseason game of the season. I mean, I'd like to bench everyone that was out there, but <laughs> unfortunately, that's nothing that they could do. Um, he, I, I would say he was benched, but I mean, when you think about it, there wasn't any quarterback that was out there that had any remote success like, um, like he did. I mean... For the for the same token, you could say Brett Ripon was was benched also. Uh, yeah, I guess, but like we didn't draft Brett Ripon in the fourth round. I guess. Like it's I go ahead. I, I I'll say this, you know, I I feel like especially in this game that um obviously this was an all around horrible game for for the Rams. Uh, and, well, I'm not going to excuse anything that Stenson Bennett did because, quite frankly, you look like shit out there. But um, I have I have to say that I'm not, like, nearly as panicky as some people are. Like, if you go on Twitter, holy shit, you'd think the sky was falling. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of this has to do with just being, like, surrounded by a lot of, you know, basically nobodies. And on top of that, you know, there was no cohesion. There was no 
it, it looked like there was a lot of players lost out there. And in the end, uh, Bennett couldn't, you know, kind of lead this kind of Frankenstein of a unit out there. Um, and yeah, uh, you saw the results there. I mean, in, in a game where a lot of players are lost, he looked like he was leading the charge on, on the island for seven seasons of, of the TV show Lost. Like, he looked the most lost by far. Um, and, to, like, let me let me preface this by saying his career is not over after three preseason games. Um, but this is a guy who we drafted in the fourth round. Um, you spend that high of draft capital on a quarterback, he should probably be able to confidently be your backup. And that doesn't mean, like, when he plays, he's going to go out there and light the world on fire. It's like, you feel good enough in him to be a backup quarterback and come with all the negatives that a backup quarterback is, mainly just being not that good. Um, but with Stetson Bennett, he's it's not like the Rams just took a swing on a project in the fourth round he's he's 25 years old he's the same age as kyler murray um so he's old he's very old for a rookie uh he's a guy who in theory was a polished back-to-back national championship winner who would come in it be a steady hand as a backup quarterback i'm not saying like be calm cool and collected on every down at in the nfl obviously you have to adjust to playing in the nfl but um, like, I don't think if, if Matthew Stafford gets hurt, I don't think he will win a single game after what I've seen this preseason. And he, like, it's not like he was like taking risks on these interceptions or like, I don't know, dude, they were, these were some of the worst throws I've ever seen an NFL quarterback make. Like the, his two interceptions were straight. One was just legitimately straight up thrown to a Bronco. Nobody was near the football. Uh, the other one, he, he tried to force it in a double coverage, but it wasn't like, a, like oh, if that would have worked out, it would have been a great play. Like, A, it never would have worked out, and B, it would have been like a 10-yard gain. Um, and before that second pick, he was just kind of chucking balls into the dirt. He, he looked like he was seeing ghosts, and th- you when you draft a person like Setson Bennett who, like, his profile projects to just being a solid backup quarterback. Like, I don't really think his ceiling when they drafted him was any higher than that, which is why it was a puzzling pick in the fourth round. He wasn't really a fourth-round graded prospect by anyone online, but people online aren't NFL scouts for the most part, so you give the team the benefit of the doubt, but, like, I don't know, man. I feel like they have to keep three quarterbacks, and none of these guys on the roster are the answers, so I don't really know what you do. Um... And since the team's probably not going to be good, it, it doesn't matter that much as it would have in recent years. But it's like, um, like Cam, Cam DeSilva put on Twitter last night that they moved on from John Wolford and Bryce Perkins, who are not good either. Um, and hopefully John Wolford has a speed recovery from his injury. They draft a quarterback in the first round, fourth round, sorry. And they're not even in a better place. Like we're not in a better place than we were a year ago. Yeah, you, you can you can probably say that, and uh, I I think I think the important thing is I feel like fans kind of jumped conclusions um, both when Bennett was looking pretty good 
in uh, game one. And then I feel like they're still kind of jumping into conclusions, um, you know, in these past two games. But, you know, uh, again, the thing to remember here is even if he was a fourth-round quarterback, which, again, shouldn't instill a lot of confidence, um, you don't expect, you know, that – or you shouldn't expect to be getting, you know, the next Tom Brady or something like that. And nobody was or nobody should, you know. Even though uh, even we were saying, like, you shouldn't expect, like, this guy to overtake Matthew Stafford's job at some point. That – that was never the plan going in, and um, it isn't the plan now. So with Stetson Bennett, I think um, he, he'll be fine. Obviously, we don't want Matthew Stafford to get hurt. I think even if Bennett looked as good as he did um, in week one, you know, uh, with the last two games, I'm still not that confident in this team if, uh, if Stafford goes down. So – Again, I think we need to calm down a little bit. Um, obviously, I wasn't thrilled with what I saw yesterday. And uh, clearly, Bennett has a lot of work to do. But that's kind of the thing is he was he was drafted so he can be a backup. And I think he's going to be working a lot with, um, you know, Sean McVay during practices and everything like that. And I, I'm not all that concerned quite yet um of course if uh stafford goes down week one or something like that then of course i'm very nervous but well, that, then play him for 17 games because caleb williams will be suiting up for the rams next year if that's the case yeah more than likely we ain't winning a game with this fucking guy quarterback no <laughs> no we won't and that that's that's the thing um i i feel like overall it it is a little nerve wracking, you know, because this, this ends on such like a horrible note uh, with the preseason, but I'm still, I'm still wouldn't exactly give up on the guy just yet. Um, I don't know. Maybe you feel differently, but I, I don't think it's as dramatic as some of these fans are making it. I, I, I'm kind of being dramatic. I, I'm out on Bennett after this game. Um, wow. Wow, I just so quickly. Well, like, I I, I don't know. Like this is the like he's not worth. And if he's going to be a project, he's not worth our time. Like he well, doesn't. I, I don't think he's a project. This was a project quarterback performance. Yeah, I, I can't deny that. And it's not like it's not like yeah, they didn't have their best receivers out there, but like Tyler Johnson, Demarcus Allen, or sorry, Demarcus Robinson, Davis Allen. Those guys were also playing, and they were guys who played in the last two weeks when, um, you know, Bennett was pretty bad last week, but he still had those guys in the week before. Uh, in week one, where actually played pretty well. He also had those guys. He has the same running backs. The line changed, but again, like, it was it was a bad offensive line performance. I don't think it was the, the worst, like, an abomination of a performance, um, all things considered. I... And yeah, all the quarterbacks played bad, so maybe the Broncos secondary was just clamping it up against these guys, but it just like those those interceptions were crazy. Like those and, and it, yeah, like I'm not saying cut the guy. Um but I'm not I cannot sit here and confidently say that this guy will 
pan out to be an NFL backup. It's hard. It's hard to draft good quarterbacks after the even the second round. That's true. That's very true. And and uh, you know, it was kind of a lackluster quarterback year um, this year, other than you know the top three really. Um, so there were some gems there, um, that were drafted. If you, uh, pay attention to some of the, uh, quarterbacks that have been, uh, doing real well, um, shout out to, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, former Bruin, who's been lightening up the field for the Browns. Yeah. Like, see, (laughs) that's why I'm kind of out, man. Like this guy shouldn't be playing this bad. Like if dresser Wynn came out there and did what? Stetson Bennett did. Nobody would care. That's um, true. This guy's supposed to be our backup, and he played maybe the worst quarterback game I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad, man. Uh, yeah, I I do hope that uh, uh, there are lessons learned here, and uh, hopefully we don't see that bad of a performance again. Yeah, the lesson learned is to never watch the Rams play a preseason game live again. <laughs> that that's kind of the funny thing is Steve never watches it live. No, oh my god! I always man. do. The first quarter took an hour. <laughs> it was like midnight. The game wasn't over. I saw that Jesus commercial for the tenth time. Like, I mean, no disrespect to anyone's political affiliations. I don't think anyone's minds are changing about religion on a Saturday night watching preseason football. You know, like. And if your team's getting smashed, yeah, or maybe the maybe like an an anti a non-believer Broncos fan was like, you know what, this is the time to uh, to start preaching. Like, no, nobody's <laughs> minds are changing during this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my god, man, what a fucking. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What what a game. I'm trying to look at my notes, see if I have anything else on Bennett. Um, oh, dude, and on the positive side, one forced fumble for Stetson Bennett in this game. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty sick. Um, and, and give him some props there. Like, a lot, like, I, I will give him one compliment. A lot of quarterbacks, especially in the preseason, would have just walked off the field. Uh, but he actually sprinted down, tried to make the tackle, and forced the fumble on that interception. So, um, 
it's do you think it was like assuming he was just straight up benched do you think that was the correct call or should they have just let him keep going i mean i'm looking at it from sean mcveigh's perspective and he was like get this fucking kid out of here yeah i i I think it was like because i you could say like it can't get any worse but it definitely could have gotten worse and then he saw brett ripen in there he's like get this old guy out of here (laughs) well i think that was just at that point you might as well let because dresser went hasn't played this preseason right nope they mentioned and, on the broadcast, they were like, a lot of these guys will be playing in their last NFL game ever. Um, and damn. he's one of them. Maybe. I mean, at this point, it might be better to keep him on the roster than Brett Ripon. <laughs> Ripon went 7 of 13 for 67 yards. Uh, was sacked one time. Win went 3 of 5 with 21 yards. Um, I don't really have any notes on the running backs here. Just the same thing we've seen. Ronnie Rivers is out playing Zach Evans. I think they'll both make the team. Uh, the receivers. And obviously take these stats with a grain of salt because of what we just said with all the quarterbacks. Austin Trammell led the way with five catches for 55 yards on seven targets. Everyone else, let's go. Lance McCutcheon, one catch for seven yards on three targets. Davis Allen caught his only target for six yards after being a target hog last week. Tyler Johnson had two catches for six yards on three targets. Demarcus Robinson didn't catch any of his four targets. Any? Do you think any of these guys will make the team? Besides, no. Obviously, Davis Allen aside. So you you don't think any of these receivers will make it? Uh, again, going based on what Sean McVay uh, said a, a, couple, a week or so back, that he plans to only have like five or six receivers on the roster – you've seen how many receivers they sat out in this game and maybe they add um, Demarcus Robinson or Tyler Johnson, but I, it honestly would not surprise me if they just roll with five. I maybe they keep Xavier Smith if they need a punt returner, but I don't know. Yeah. I I could see them keeping Johnson but I, I'm with you. I don't I don't know if they will keep any of them. Because, yeah, like the fact that they, they benched Puka after one game and they didn't play 2-2 at all. Um, and I, holding Skronik out of this game made sense. But maybe they will keep five, which seems crazy. That seems crazy. And keep five receivers, four tight ends. No. <laughs> no? They're, I think they're going to keep four tight ends. You don't think so? Well, okay. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. I misheard you. I, <laughs> I thought you said five tight ends for a second no, there. No, no, four. I, I was like, wait, Higby, Hop- what do you want to keep? <laughs> Higby, Hopkins, Allen, and Hunter Long. I, I have a feeling that um, since Hunter Long hasn't been able to get on the field, he'll probably start the – the year on, you know, the physically unable to perform list. No, or... I, I think they just took him off it. I'm going to look. Oh, up. did they? I feel like okay. I saw that. Okay. In that case, then, yeah, they'll probably carry four four tight ends then. And, um, yeah, five, five receivers. I, I say one, uh, if you want to, you know, bring in Xavier Smith for, you know, return specialist role, why not? Um, otherwise, give, give the spot to one of the offensive linemen, you know. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, Hunter Long did get activated yesterday. Obviously, he didn't play in this game, but so I guess he's healthy. Um, still stand by my prediction that he's not going to play at all. <clears throat> um, offensive line, we could touch on that quick. So we talked about the guys who didn't play in this game. Some of the relevant-ish players that played, uh, AJR Curie, Warren McClendon, um, who did not have a great, great day out there. Um, Logan Bruss played, I think he played a little of right tackle and left tackle, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, you're correct. But they didn't play, I think, which matters more. They didn't play Zach Thomas, um, and they didn't play Tremaine Ankrum. And so, like, like, obviously, there's nothing to make of this offensive line performance. It was not very good, and I don't think anyone stood out really one way or the other. But, like, the, if if those guys are sitting out <clears throat> and guys like McClendon and Bruss and Akuri are out there, does that kind of signal to you, like, who's going to make the team? Like, Thomas and uh, Ankrum sitting out is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think there's going to be a lot of tough decisions when it comes to the offensive line. And that's um, uh, and that's just you know, seven total offensive linemen didn't play in this game, and they usually keep what seven to eight, eight, eight to nine maybe. Yeah, around I would say eight or eight or nine. And um, to be honest, I would be okay if the if the Rams roll with ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, you have to think back to last year where they were basically scrambling to get street free agents because they weren't uh, mm-hmm. they weren't healthy enough. So, I, again, I, I feel like you can't have too many offensive linemen in this day and age. And, um, yes. So, it, obviously, you're going to want to keep some of the receivers on, a, on the practice squad, um, maybe even look for a few receivers, uh, you know, to add to the practice squad. But um, that leaves an interesting question. Do you even bother to put Lance McCutcheon on the practice squad at this point? No. I, 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 well, like, if it comes down to it and they have to choose between Austin Tremel and Lance McCutcheon, like, who do you pick after this preseason? Tremel's played much better. Yeah, I think I would roll with Trammell. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not going to lose sleep like if, if McCutcheon's not in the practice squad. I think probably, unless they keep one of the vets in the practice squad, um, if they cut both Tyler Johnson and Marcus Robinson and don't keep either of them on the squad, I think both Trammell and McCutcheon probably end up on there. That would be my guess. But I don't know. I don't think any other team's going to be rushing to get those guys. Maybe McCutcheon goes to a different practice squad because he feels slighted or something, but I don't know. It's kind of crazy how 100 to 0 that whole situation went. Seriously. Uh, it, it just kind of goes to show you that uh, preseason Warriors don't exactly always add up to, uh, you know, great players and. We, we've seen this time and time again, but uh, the fall from grace has been much higher from uh, <laughs> from uh, um, the perspective of Lance McCutcheon. Yeah, well, you know, man, like our last preseason warrior, Kaderil Hodge, has 
consistently been on rosters since we cut him. He's never like not been on an active roster for an NFL season. So I wonder if somebody will pick McCutcheon up just based on last year. Uh, and if they watch the quarterback tape of this game, maybe it's they don't think it's all his fault. Um, and it's definitely not all his fault, but he didn't do anything to stand out. And it's not like he was playing with Peyton Manning last preseason. He's playing with Wolford and Perkins. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about the defense a little bit? I mean... No. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, man, this the Broncos are not that good, guys. No, it's and it's their backups. Um, I mean, the only player who played that'll probably play quite a bit is Marvin Mims, uh, who looked like the only NFL player on the field during those offensive snaps. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least like, like with Jared Stidham, like. I don't think he's that good, but he's an NFL backup quarterback. Like he proved that last year that he is at least that good. Um, and so yeah. he torches us, but like Ben DiNucci comes in and doesn't miss a beat. and just continues to obliterate us. So it's and just, Oh my God, this was fucking crazy. If you ask a cowboy fan, they really like Ben DiNucci. Ben man. DiNucci. I always hear that on TikTok. <laughs> Yeah, uh, boy, where to begin with this? Well, luckily, most of the guys that played in this game on defense aren't really going to matter. Yeah. Let's let's quickly yeah. talk about the 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 rel the actual like real relevant guys, and then we could talk about everyone else. Um, Trey Tomlinson got ejected on the first drive of the game. <laughs> um. <laughs> It he didn't look that great, to be honest. No, it was his, it was his worst. I guess, it was only was it one or two drives? I don't remember. He he was not playing great. Um, it was one drive, and I, I still think the positives far outweigh the negatives with him. I think it's a little like the fact that he played in this game. I mean, well, actually, never mind because the cornerbacks have been all banged up, so I'm not even gonna make that argument. But um, has a terrible face mask, like a, like a dangerous one, gets ejected. I don't know if he gets ejected in the regular season for that. Um, he might because it was a pretty, like, you can't do that. Uh, it was definitely the right call to eject him in a preseason game because you don't need, like, it to get chippy like that in the fucking preseason. Um, but, yeah, I don't – not really much to make there. Hopefully he just learns the, from this. The only and, thing that I, I can really make of that is because at first when I saw it, I was like – wow, he got ejected for that? And then I think about it, and I'm like, I'm kind of glad he did because hopefully this is kind of a lesson to him. Like, yes, play aggressive, but there are limits, you yeah. know? And, and uh, you know, for a guy that's trying to make a name for himself, I can kind of understand, but at the same time, it's like, come on, dude. You, you, you know better than that. Yeah, it's like if this is a playoff game, Nobody's getting ejected for that, but it's about as egregious of a face mask as you can commit. So I, yeah. I didn't really mind it outside of the fact that I had to watch this game without one of like the three relevant players that were playing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, real after you know after giving this guy some praise, Johnny, last week, real rough day at the office for Robert Rochelle. <laughs> Boy, was it? Yeah. Um... It's kind of odd because that that feels like the 
kind of the pattern of his of his career is there'll be one game where he looks pretty good, you know, maybe not anything like super special, but looks like he's improving. And then the the next game, he just, you know, falls completely down to the ground. It's like, and this, this game, I'm like, was Robert Rochelle even trying? <laughs> I think he was because he, uh, I mean, he looked, now they look good. He looked a little better in the second half. Um, but he was getting wrecked early on in this game. The the Marvin Mims almost was a 75-yard touchdown ended up just being a 50-yard bomb. Um, Rochelle just got destroyed in single coverage. And then uh, there's another play later where Quindell Johnson and Robert Rochelle were double-teaming somebody on a deep ball and both got beat. Uh, I don't remember who the receiver was. It, it wasn't Marvin Mims. Um, maybe it was... Uh, What's the guy's name? Uh, Lil Jordan. No, no, it was Brandon Johnson was the guy on that play. Um, so, yeah, not great. I am trying to look at the depth chart. Like, he's probably still making the team. Um, well, actually, how many cornerbacks do you think they'll keep? Because they played him and Sean Jolly in this game and Trey. Um and Kobe Durant, Darian Kendrick, Akella Witherspoon, Trey Tomlinson, they're locks for the team. So if they only keep five and you're looking at Robert Rochelle and Sean Jolly, I feel like that's kind of an easy decision towards Jolly. Not that he looked great either, but I don't really think you can confidently throw Robert Rochelle on the field. I, I think that with uh, both of them, you just – you you're not confident if you yeah. have to if you have to send either one of them out there, and the the disappointing the disappointing factor is that Robert Rochelle was drafted based on potential, and thus far he just hasn't lived up to that potential. No, no, yeah, he was a project player um, when you took him out. He showed some flashes his rookie year, but he, he really since then just hasn't shown much of anything. Which has been a bummer. Um, so, uh, so, so, do you think that they roll with five, or do you think they, you know, add either Rochelle or, or Jolly? Well, Rochelle or Jolly would be the fifth. I think they'll definitely keep one of them. I would lean towards Jolly, but I'm not confident either way. And could, well, because you look at the safeties: um, Jordan Fuller, Russies, Quentin Lake, John Johnson. That's four. Those guys are locks. Um, based on Jason Taylor not playing, like is is he the fifth guy? I mean, probably. And then if you're keeping five safeties, do you need to keep six cornerbacks too? Is kind of like I don't know. I think. I guess you could. You'd have to really crunch the numbers on the rest of the depth chart in the roster. Like they're probably going to keep three inside linebackers. Like. Roseboom and Hummel didn't play in this game. Obviously, Ertis Jones. I don't think anyone else is like I don't. I don't think DeAndre Square has done enough to make the team. Maybe you disagree. Uh, no. I mean, I I think that's in a weird way. It's somewhat crowded uh, outside linebacker. So yeah, I don't think he makes the team. Practice squad though, for sure. I think, which is uh, for sure, no doubt about that. It's a great way to make a living, man. Being on an NFL practice squad. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it'll be five, and my gut tells me it would be Jolly. Um, and, like, the other guys at cornerback, Jordan Jones, Cameron McCutcheon, Tamarcus Davis, I, I don't think any of them are making it. Um, in the interior, some relevant guys we saw play that are on the bubble. Um, Keir Thomas, Zach Valkenberg. I hope I said that right. Uh, Marcus Koshin, Marcus Copeland. I don't even know what I just said. Laurel Murchison. Uh, who else rotated in there? Daniel Hardy. I just thought Daniel Hardy had an okay game. He was the only guy I saw out there, like, consistently doing stuff. Nick Hampton was out there. Um, some of these guys are going to have to make the team. I don't really know who they're who it's going to be. <laughs> well, I think you Thomas is a lock. Yeah, yeah. I think Hardy too. I, I mean, Hardy, I think had the best performance out of any of these guys today. Which isn't saying much. No, it is not saying much at all. Um, who is it that almost had a really nice sack and then ended up being a twenty-yard Stidham run? It was Nick Hampton. Hampton. Yeah, Nick Hampton. Um, who also might make the team? Because, yeah, the only edge rushers who didn't play are Hoyt and Byron Young, right? So, like, three of these guys are going to make the team. And uh, Mathis also. Yeah. Oh, right. Matt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he didn't play either. So, he's probably going to make it. Yeah, Mathis is, is hurt still. So, so he, we haven't seen him at all. Oh, okay. Whoops, morning brain. Um, I think the only real like takeaway from today, and I guess this whole preseason here is like you going into this preseason, and just as as a whole in general, there were so many guys who were in a prime position to like showcase in the preseason, and not only make the team, but kind of earn playing time. Uh, there were like, there were some starting spots that could have been won by like nobodies, but there are a lot of depth spots that could be won by nobodies. And I like, I don't really, was there any real breakout stars here besides like Tomlinson who we like was a drafted like him and Puka. Like, I don't really think any like depth guys or like bubble guys really like showed out in a big way in this preseason to like separate themselves. I guess like Jay Cummell with that inner pick six would have been like the only guy who even like really did anything on defense that stood out. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I also have erased the preseason from my memory entirely. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not one of the more memorable games for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm. I feel worse about this team after the preseason than I did before it. it and it's warranted, to be honest. It it really is. And um, I I think the only thing that we can feel comforted by is that the team is should be much better. Um, yeah, the, at least the unit that we see out there. And every won. every good player on the team didn't play in the preseason. The problem is it's, it's only like nine guys. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm done with preseason. I'm 
excited for week one, even though I think we're going to get torched. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's about all I can say is that uh, thank God that preseason's over. I read, uh, I want to credit the author because I don't, um, I read an article on The Ringer from Nora Princiati, I hope I pronounced that right, about about the Rams and how, like, chaotic their roster has become, and she kind of noted that, like, unlike every other team in the NFL, what they kind of need this year is to just, like, have fun, which sounds so dumb, but, like, I think that kind of is what we need. Like, it just, we were so dreadful and miserable and fucking boring last year. And, like, to keep the stars on this team energized to, like, go out there, play hard on a, on a probably bad team that you could potentially flip the script in 24 and turn around. Like, it just, it can't be, like, dreadful. Like, they all have to be having a good time and bring energy and just, like, try because it felt like there were so many games last year where we quit after the first quarter, like from coaching down. And so I think, like, that's kind of it, man. Like, if this team brings energy every week, it, you you can't go into the season expecting them to be very good, like even good. Um, there's a world where they are. It's not very likely. But they, like, they just got to be having a good time out there and be entertaining and, like, like keep keep the vets wanting to not retire essentially <laughs> yeah that i i think the concern is that aaron donald's gonna see week one and we're like yep this is my last year and, and by everything donald has said and it's preseason camp speaks so it doesn't matter like it does seem like he likes being around the younger guys right now and it's just kind of like a different energy um, but we'll see if that carries over to when we're giving up 500 yards to Geno Smith. <laughs> like, I, it's interesting. And like, like we mentioned, like it, not as much as in previous seasons, preseasons, but a lot of players didn't play in this preseason. Um, even guys like Kobe Durant, Darian Kendrick, Tutu, Kieran Williams, <laughs> just like Bryson Hopkins. Um, and then obviously like the heavy hitters. So it'll be interesting to see how this team looks in week one. But we did see a lot of guys who will start in week one playing the preseason. Um, and so, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah, uh, I all I know is as a fantasy football owner, um, I have both Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf on, <laughs> on my roster, and they are both starting week one for me i've been picking i i usually just pick up a defense based on their matchups and i've been picking up the seattle defense in a lot of leagues for week one no no blaming you there man that's well yeah it's it's bad yeah well hopefully it's not as bad as we're anticipating what's i want to see what the money line is because, you know, you could talk me into betting the Rams. Plus 215? Eh. Hmm. Go for it, man. It could be worse. <laughs> I'm probably not going to. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because, like, I could see that. Though, it wouldn't, it would, wouldn't, like, floor me if they won. I'd be pretty surprised. 
Um, but I don't know. I think I need that line to be a little higher for me to bet. Johnny, we can't we can't walk out of here without talking about the special teams. Yes. Uh, Tanner Brown, our rookie kicker, missed a 39-yard field goal in this game. I think he's two for four in the preseason. Yeah, Has it got? No, no. I mean that was a that was a gimme. I wonder how like how short of a leash do you give this guy? Like in a year where it doesn't really matter, where you don't need a fucking like Matt Gay. I still think if he has like two bad games early on, you might just you might just need to have a short leash there. Like Robbie Gold is a free agent. There there are real kickers out there that you can get. It's not like other positions. I I'm just curious how bad the other guy was. I even forget his name. I uh, I do too. Uh, I, it's just it's weird because uh, when Tanner Brown got the spot, it was really early. Like you and I were actually looking forward to when uh, Tanner Brown, um, uh, you know, the competition between Tanner Brown and the other guy, and he. You know, without even like even making it even remotely close to the preseason, Tanner Brown was just announced the winning kicker. Like, okay, this hopefully this means he's good, but based on what we've seen, it's like I'm nervous that if we have to ask this guy to kick a field goal for us, Christopher Dunn. Ah, that's right. Yeah, he didn't even make it out of June. Yeah, but yeah, he does not. This guy Tanner Brown does not look great. On the flip side of that, yeah, Ethan Evans, he looks like a stud, man. I was literally going to say on the flip side, too. Um, yeah, he looks great. So, I mean, one for two, if Ethan Evans is like, I don't want to say franchise punter, because that's like not even a real thing to say, but long-term punter, and Tanner Brown just doesn't work out, I one for two is fine in, in this scenario. Hey, Ethan Evans might be our franchise punter, Steve. For do you remember how many years Johnny Hecker was our best player? <laughs> oh man, yes I do. Yes, I absolutely do. So, hey, franchise punter is definitely a thing. I'm, we're making it a thing, man. Ethan Evans is our franchise punter. People forget that there was like a like a three or two or three year streak where like. The Rams would have two Pro Bowlers and two First Team All Pros and have like six wins, and it was just Johnny Hecker and Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't miss those days, but man, they're they're starting to creep back. Yeah, well, you know, like I I I'm not dreading this season as much just because like we're prepared, like expectations are so low. And we know that, like, there are two roads the Rams can take after this season. They could either, they'll either be really bad and they can get a new quarterback and rebuild around him, or they'll be, like, okay and they can retool and potentially set themselves up for contention. Um, I just think, like, like we we have good players. We're not totally in the dumpster. Um, we trust the people who are running the team, which was never the case 
in some of those bad years. And so I, I'm not optimistic about this season, but I'm still optimistic about like the short-term future of the team, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, you're right in the sense that uh, that we know going into the season that uh, the Rams are not going to be very good. Maybe they surprise us with a win here and there, but it, it's it's not going to be a very good team this year. And this is this should be common knowledge. If you were expecting the Rams to be a, a playoff team, I think you're going to be very disappointed. But um, I, I will say that, um, like the article Steve referenced, this should be a year about just having fun, um, having, uh, and and I think uh, this should be a year where Sean McVay just, you know. Uh, goes out there and, you know, tries to see what he can do with his squad, whether it be trick plays, whether it be, um, you know, seeing uh, what what uh, certain players can do. Um, you know, I, I think there's, there's a lot of things that uh, Sean McVay can do to uh, make the squad a lot more legitimate than just, uh, you know, what we saw basically last night. So, um, I think as long as they're competitive, at least a little bit, I think this will be a fun team to watch. Yeah, like this is the kind of year where if we get a Fisher era level of Ram team, we actually would be okay with it. Oh, if, if we have seven and nine bullshit, I, I guess this would be seven and ten bullshit. Um, I, I'm okay. I, I'm actually ecstatic. Yeah, because like the first Fisher year was great. Like, we were pushing everybody. We were competitive. Um, we weren't, like, a complete walkover. And then we just plateaued for, like, three straight years. And then kept Jeff Fisher for two years too long. I mean, truthfully, it, it if the Rams are, are you know, winning at that high of a percentage, and, you know, you have to look at it like this. Next year, the Rams will have draft picks. Next yeah. year, the Rams will have money. The The most consequential thing for the Rams this year um, is how Matthew Stafford plays, I think, by far, um, and whether that's what you should buy into or not the following season. Well, if they get to 7-10, and 10, clearly Matthew Stafford yeah. <laughs> is doing very well. He'll have to be playing Because it won't be the defense that gets them there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, yeah, so, like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he's really bad, the team will be bad. We could draft a quarterback. And if he's really good, we could potentially get back into contention next year. And that's that's kind of how you got to look this season. Like, it's years of wash. Just enjoy watching football for 17 weeks. Maybe 18 if we're lucky. Um, Maybe 19 if we're really lucky. Probably not. Uh, And, yeah, I mean, that's it. I like how we're talking already about next year. <laughs> she hasn't even started yet. But they're they're so tied together because like, and we've said this before. You don't cut Leonard Floyd and trade Jalen Ramsey for nothing if you're genuinely trying to win a Super Bowl this season. Oh yeah, you know like. No question. And so they could say whatever they want. Those two moves signify that this team is rebuilding, and they and they they've essentially said it. They're saying they're not giving up on the season, which they're not. But they're also not pushing all the chips in. They're 
they're taking a step back, figuring their stuff out, pushing towards next year. I forget the phrase that uh, Les Snead said. Uh, think like remod or like remodeling or something like that, or yeah, remodel, I, I, retooling. There we go, retooling. retooling. Yeah, I was like, so so you're rebuilding. <laughs> I'm like, dude, just say it. Just say it. You're rebuilding. It's not retooling. You don't trade away the most important tool in your in your uh, you know workbench. Yeah, one of your four elite players. Uh, yeah, know. that's that's our team. Uh, any other thoughts you need to get out there before we won't be back until after the Seahawks game? Uh, Derek allegedly says he will be recording for the next two weeks, so go yell at him if there's no podcast. Yes, please uh, yell yell at Derek Downer. Uh, what what what's his uh, Twitter handle? I think it's DC Apollo. There you go. You you, uh, you tell tell uh, tell them that uh, Budding Head sent you. Tell her Steve and Johnny sent uh, sent you guys to uh, cl- complain if he uh, if he doesn't record a podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us. We'll be back in in two weeks from today ish uh be sure to follow us on twitter at super barrow at johnny five not six at talk rams and we'll talk to you guys soon